No, we're not even halfway through the year. We've had our first sacked coach. Brownies in some more appropriate footwear today. We're going to delve into some of the biggest media feuds. All your favourites are back. Plus, the lads have put together their mid-year All-Australian. Brownie, Richo. Just before we get started, Hum, uh, I brought something to Matthew's attention during the week, which got passed along to me. Um, And it was pretty funny, it must be said, Matt. But um, it came from, as uh, as I find it, and it came from a young lady... Young lady. Yeah. <laughs> Who does the podcast, the AFL women's podcast called Georgie yep. Parker. Ah, yes. And um, Great fan of the show. Did you text her something that was meant for somebody else? Oh, you're not putting this up, are you? <laughs> <laughs> let, me go, let me go through it. <sighs> let me go. If, if home, bub. I'm home, bub, if you want to shoot around now. And then you've written an expletive. Oh, wrong convo. Sorry. Yeah, I did. Real, I was, you, you use the term bub. I am shocked. Oh, dear. Boy, oh, boy, where are we? This will remain between us. It didn't seem to remain between uh, it didn't. you two. She's absolutely sandbagged me. I, I was so trying to message happened? my girl. You were trying to message you. I was messaging, I was messaging the, uh, my lovely girlfriend at the same time, and, and Georgia was messaging me something about the podcast, yeah. and I just responded to the wrong right. the wrong message. And unfortunately, I said, Georgia, look, let's just keep this between <laughs> us, but she's just gone public with it. Because apparently <laughs> the term bub, what's wrong with the term bub? No, it's just, it, you just got to be careful where you, you do tweet have things to. or text Well, we learned that after what happened with you. After you. <laughs> But I love the way week. you said, what well, do you play a bit of basketball with your girlfriend, do you? A bit of a shooter in? No, I said, I'm home now. Come, I said, what did I say? I said, I'm home, bud. Oh, no, it seemed a bit weird It anyway. was a Friday night. We were just tucking into some Hugo. We, we, don't, don't, want know, we don't want to know what he gets up to behind closed doors. <laughs> hey, uh, Brad Scott, sacked or did he quit? Whatever it is. This is, this is pretty early. No, I reckon he quit. I reckon he quit. I reckon it would have been his idea. He's gone to the footy club. It must be said that they handle it brilliantly as as far as a footy club can go in round 10. Mm. But I think he quit because he realised the writing might have been on the wall and to position himself for a coaching job next year because there'll be a few available. Did mm. the board tell Brad that they weren't going to go with him next year and basically you can coach the year out if you want to? Is that what happened or did he go to them? There's, right. there's two stories. There is two hearing. stories and uh, I don't think we're ever going to get to the bottom of it, but I would have thought that Nobody gives up an $800,000 a year job if you think you can turn it around. Because they've been yeah. playing better footy. I think that maybe he's gone to them and they've said, okay, let's try and yeah. work together for an, a new coach next year. And I reckon that's how it's happened. Do you think Brad, in doing that, has had a little bit of an indication from perhaps another club that he might get a job? You'd have to have some sort of indication, you'd think wouldn't you? something. $800,000 a year. Let's say it's you, and you didn't know past. And if you're a career coach, I mean, there's not much else there. If you're not a senior coach next mm. year, you'd probably get an assistant role somewhere. But would you give up an $800,000 a year job with no backup? I think he would have some sort of indication that he would get a job somewhere. Where? Whether it's a snub, it doesn't have to be a senior coaching role. He might have been offered a head of football job or something else somewhere else. Do you know where? Have you heard anything where he would be? Where, where will he be coaching next well, year? I think it's. You put. You know, two and two together. It's reasonably obvious that if Carlton don't start winning games, then there's going to be a job there. And that, that's not having a go at Brendan Bolton. No. He just simply hasn't got the wins on the board. And you would think that the Carlton Footy Club, if they only won one or two I, more I can't games, see whether they win three or four. I can't see Brendan Bolton being their coach so, next year. So you would I think say, he's done. So you would say that Brad Scott would be we'll front of queue for that one. Will yeah. Carlton be paying more than the 800 grand he was getting at North Melbourne? Um, the Carlton would have to pay their coaches pretty well, I think. I mean, if if you're going to go out and get Alistair Clarkson, that would be the the aim for... If I was Carlton, I'd be going, Alistair Clarkson, how much is it going to cost to get you to our footy club? 
It'd be one and a half million per year. I would have thought Carlton would be able to pay that. Not for Clarko. For Clarko. Yeah. But would he do it? Brendan Bolton served under him for a long time. He's a loyal person, Clarko, those sort of people. But one and a half million, if Carlton are prepared to have a crack at it, he's your man. If you're Carlton, though, and we're not saying that Brendan Bolton's not going to coach, but the writing's on the wall if they don't win games. If you're Carlton, though, you must go through a process of a proper process to find the next coach. You yep. can't just go and say, oh, we're giving the job to Brad Scott. They've got to go out there and find the best one available, and that would be Alastair Clarkson. Now, in the midst of all this, we, we saw something which I love to have seen. Uh, David King was out doing his work for Fox Footy, and Brad Scott has clearly made an absolute beeline for him and just given him a, a very light bunch. Said that it was the easiest words you'll ever, need to, read, you'll ever need to uh, lip read in your life. But wh- wh- where's, where's, where's that started? Well, David King said that he is a visitor to the North Melbourne Footy Club. He's not a true shin boner. And that I think was harsh. That is very, yeah, very, very harsh. harsh. But people in the media like us are paid to give yep. opinions. David King is a two-time premiership player at North Melbourne. So whether he's within his rights, whether other people think that, but all the talk around North Melbourne is how much Brad Scott is loved at that footy club and how much well, he's given. We only had to see the response from the, the players. Yeah. The players loved him. So that, that, for me, was the biggest sign that Brad Scott was was welcome at North Melbourne. The players absolutely loved him. What David King said, that he's a visitor, that's old school. Mm. Gone are the days. I mean, Richmond went through it in the 80s where they went out and got former players mm. to coach them, Paul Sproul, Mike Patterson. They just weren't the right people for the job at the time. You, you, you need to find the best available coach. They don't have to be someone that's played at your club before and is an old shin boner. I think that's a nonsense. Did you... Oh, we can, this, this question's got two parts. Both of you in the media, both of you are players. Did you ever, when you were players, have feuds... With anyone in the media, and when you have been in the media, have you had any player go after you? I had a, I, had a, I rang a journo once in my career, Russell Holmesby from Inside Football. No big <laughs> oh, Russ. Yeah. Inside Footy. Big, big Mate, Russ. Rest in peace. Big Russ uh, had a crack at me a few times in Inside Footy, and I used to read it religiously. I used to read too much actually, and I thought, nah, that's it, Russ. I reckon it was three or four weeks in a row. Ooh, he just clip. kept you. He had a little clip, but the thing. That's his opinion. I don't mind that, right? That's okay. But the thing Russ got wrong is he got a few facts wrong. He actually got some stats wrong, which are there and plain. They're on paper. You can see them. I thought, I won't bag his opinion. If he doesn't like me as a player, that's fine. But get the stats right, Russ. So I rang him up and had a bit of a chat and and said, was it it angry? No, it wasn't angry. It was measured. But so that was the only time I ever rang the media. I haven't had a feud, but I do remember defending him once when Tim McGrath was saying some things about you. Remember the former Geelong player? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Is he the redhead? Yeah, Thursday night footy show I was on. And um, I think I said, sorry, I must have missed the two Brownlows, Tim McGrath. I wanted to be having a crack at my man, Richo. uh, Did he get in contact with you? No. No, he didn't care. No. I see Bluey at the footy now. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I don't think he cared. But no. Pete, you don't hold grudges in footy, Some mate, people seriously. do, though. Some people do. Do they? We don't. Do you ever... Do you... Were you... Now that you're in the media, do you ever go after... Uh, are there players when you've said some things and you've gone, oh, maybe I was a little bit harsh there and they've given you a clip on... Because we've got Twitter now as well, so it's much easier to sort of Actually, retort. Someone we're going to talk about later on the program. I did a thing on Triple M two years ago about um, what, what you'd sledge about every player. And it was when Daisy wasn't really getting a kick at Carlton when he just got there. And I said something around, um, you're getting paid $47,000 per kick at the moment. Oh, no. And he came in on the Sunday footy show, and they played that audio, which I didn't know they were going to play. Oh, stitch up. And How embarrassed were you? Daisy pulled out his premiership medal, and he goes, here you go, mate. So, <laughs> that's always that's, the best time. Yeah, that's funny. And people, I don't reckon, good people don't hold grudges anyway. No, I mean, you, you know that you play footy, you're going to cop 
a bit yeah. of criticism. And and you know what? As a player, most of the time you know that it's it's fair. Yeah. If you've played badly, you know you've played badly. But we should probably should just get on to Daisy then, huh? Yeah. Well, well what's but, he what's he thinking? Well, well, red wines, you know. <laughs> no. Well, the thing is, there's conflict. There's conflicting stories now. Now the I don't uh, think we'll ever know the hundred percent truth. But we've, we've been told two or three red wines at a, at a function. But I but, even even that, Nathan. I, I know. Earlier this year, we, I stuck up for Stephen May because he was out having a beer on a Sunday afternoon yeah. when he was injured. He's Didn't not have a game, playing, though, did he? Right, but I've been involved, I guess, in AFL since 1993, and obviously as a player, or now working in the media, it has never been acceptable to go out on a Thursday yeah. night before a Saturday game and drink. Is that right, Nathan? That is correct, Matthew. You even back have, in the old days. No, not even in 1993. Yeah. I wouldn't have ah, gone. Right. I would not have gone to a restaurant or bar and had a drink two nights out. I don't from think it's game. ever been acceptable. What? So really. what was he thinking? Well, I understand it. And at a public event, I reckon he maybe deep down inside, and it's it's come Ooh. out subliminally, is that he maybe he's just had enough. Had enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because the. He would know. Daisy's a smart yeah. guy. He's been around well, long enough. He knows that's not acceptable. Yeah. You can have a glass of wine at home on a Thursday he's night. He's an intelligent guy too. He is. So he is. He's, he's, he's made a blue and he's copping it at the moment. Hey, well, speaking of the blues, they're not going too well at the moment. And this is something that happens up at the top flight of footy all the way down to the lower grades where I, where I play. After you get smashed... It doesn't go down that low, does it? This, well, <laughs> no, we're allowed. Not the drinking. The, uh, the bring a mouth guard to training. Now, Eighth of course... division of the amateurs, really. <laughs> No, it's... Seventh, uh, you know you get fl- absolutely flogged. The yeah. coach is rapeable, and he just the, the worst words you ever want to hear at the end of his at the end of his speech before you go and have your shower and have your beers. Bring, your mouth, bring your mouth guard to training. Do yeah. they still do it though? Now, seriously, they should. You should be able to fear your coach. But yeah. I remember once uh, at the Bulldogs when we'd lost. I think Port Adelaide had just come into the competition, and we were seven goals up, and we had a week off. The very next Saturday, so there was a bye period, and uh, so was we coach plough plough. So we all had the well, week off, um, and we were meant to be starting our week off, obviously on the Monday. But plough said, "No, nah, you're going to do one more session after that pathetic performance." So oh. blokes had to rearrange their flights; they had to change. Most blokes had been booked to fly out on the Monday, so we got to Whitnover, which was a long, windy shithole Whitnover oh. when the wind came through. And he used to have these things called uh, the, the rings. Remember the yeah, rings? Yeah, the rings. So he used yeah. to put a ring at one end. The handball games. Handball What's games. What's a ring? It's put just it, a, a, a stake in the ground, had a, like a metal ring around it, and you had to get it through. Handball target, oh, basically. Okay. But this one, it was five on five, but the length of the field that he made it... Was the um, whole length? So it was between the, the centre square and the boundary, right? Ooh. But it went for about at least 120 metres, five yeah. on five. And can you imagine if you got matched up? Was it full, up on, full contact? Full contact. Yeah. Absolute full contact. Yeah. If you got matched up on someone, and I'd been out the night before, and I've got Jose Ramiro, <laughs> oh, who no. is the most elite runner, 17.1 in the boot test. He absolutely <laughs> assassinated me. <laughs> the hardest sessions uh, we ever had were under Robert Walls and John Northey. So back in, back in the early days when you used to do competitive work at training. So Walsey had one, and it was after a particular. Bad loss. We had a ten goal loss. Walsey was ropeable. It was called the scarecrow. So what you do is you'd get you'd get in a circle and everyone would stand around like a scarecrow, arms straight out in a circle. Okay, Walsey would stand in the middle with his whistle and one football, and he would call out names. He'd go Hummer and Brownie. You'd come into the middle of the circle and you'd do one on one work and you'd have to get it back to Walsey. He'd handball it back. He might have done. 
10 efforts each, okay? Far out. Meanwhile, everyone else is standing in the circle like a scarecrow, okay? <laughs> this went on for about an hour, this particular session, because he wanted everyone to have a turn in the middle. You were actually standing around, actually desperate to get in. Because your arms one- are getting sore. You were desperate to get into the middle and do one-on-one because your arms were that sore. If you dropped your arms, he'd go off his doll. Oh. That was the toughest stuff. The other one was with John Northey. It was called The Corridor. So it went straight down Punt Road. He put cones from point post to point post. So it was a big corridor going straight down the middle. And it would be three on three from one end to the other. So you had to work the ball down to the other end, three on three. Back in the middle of winter, the cricket pitch in the middle with mud in it. Yeah, they were probably the toughest. I remember a pre-season once where we had Luke Darcy's engagement party. And it was a massive thing. And we all got together. And there was about seven or eight of us who decided, we're going to have a real crack here tonight. And we ended up getting home (laughs) around 6 a.m. But we all made a pact. Because we knew that we had six one Kers on the Monday morning, so this is Saturday night. So you had Sunday yep. to recover. Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Yeah, um, but we, we went pretty hard, and uh, six we all well, said, nice. <laughs> "Really, <thank you." laughs> we all said, make sure we get there, we get the job done." And um, there were seven of us. Six of us turned up. The only person that didn't turn up on the Monday morning for the six one Kers. Rob Murphy. Oh, oh no. no. That would have gone down well. Didn't go down well. Hey, just back on to Daisy before we move on. Daisy, yep. I remember uh, Brian Taylor told me a story back when he was playing. Remember the Richmond Social Club used to be notorious? Yes. Yeah. So at Punt It used to be like a disco. It was. You would go there just even on a Friday night. It was, the only, place, it was the only place that was open until 6 or 7 a.m. in Melbourne. We're oh. talking the late 70s, Imagine 80s. Imagine the reptiles right? coming yeah. out of there. So it was, it was full of like, and all the, you know, the notorious type people used to get there anyway bt had some mates come over from pinjara where he's from in wa and they wanted to go to the richmond social club because they'd heard you know that was the place to go and bt had to play at the mcg the next day on a saturday afternoon he's in richmond senior team he's playing full forward the next day his mates from perth are desperate you know come on we want to go to the social club he said mate i can't go i've got to play tomorrow and they said just come down and get us in because they couldn't get in yeah so BT's taken them down there to the Richmond Social Club and because he played there, you know, he's front of the line, gets his mates from Perth in. They say, come in and have one beer. Oh, no. And he goes, I can't, I've got to play tomorrow. So anyway, <laughs> he ends up going in and you know what's happened. Oh. He's, he's left at 4am. <laughs> he's had an absolute skin full. He's gone out and played for Richmond that afternoon on the MCG and kicked six goals. Oh. Can you believe that? <laughs> That's a good effort. But... He got dropped on the Monday. They found, oh, they out, found, they they found out he was there and he got dropped. Yeah, it's, it's impossible to go in for one beer. You can't. It, an absolute possible. If hey, you go in for one, you have ten. Just before we get to the burning question of this, I just wanted to – I've been crook as the proverbial, Brownie. I've been very sick with the man flu. Now, I've tried the antibiotics. I've tried everything. Nothing worked. Now, I have reckon I have cracked the code for What's anyone it, suffering you? the man flu. Geez, you have got some ailments, haven't you? Yeah, I've had, a, I've had a, I had the neck last week, the man flu this week. It's probably all linked. But um, I'll tell you what, the Dahl has got me this, it's this cream. The bub or the Dahl? <laughs> has got me this cream that you rub right. on your glands. You rub it on the bottom of your feet and behind your ears. Yeah. Then, at footy training on Tuesday, I put a garbage bag around, sweat it all out. Yeah. I feel almost a million bucks. <laughs> the garbage bag? Yeah. So That's I, what Mick, I put Mick you, used to wear the garbage bag. Mate, it has worked to treat. Normally a cold knocks me for yeah. about two weeks. What's what this magic cream? Oh, I don't know. It's got it's got herbs and crap in it. But you just rub it behind your ears and you rub it underneath your feet, which is where your glands are. You can rub it on your groin and stuff, but I don't want to be rubbing it on my groin and my ears. So you feel so better. What's I feel called? I feel better. Uh, I'll, I'll find out in the break. I'll get it for you. But I was just wondering, is it, you guys would have had to do some things for injuries oh, yeah. to get up. The stupidest thing I ever did for an injury was uh, when I was in Tassie still, Ooh. under 19s. I got a corky... 
on, on the Saturday afternoon and we had finals the next week. It was the last game of the year. Got a pretty big corky playing under-19s at 10am in the morning. Sat around, watched the seniors um, that afternoon. Had a couple, couple of, of, ca- couple of oh, beers, not many, but I reckon after the second beer, I could feel my quad starting to, throb. to pulse. It had a heartbeat in it and I could see it swelling. So I went home and I said to my old man, I said, Dad, I'm in massive trouble here. If you, what do I do? He said, I'll take you down to our old trainer from East Devonport. So he's taken me out the back of Devonport right. to this old trainer's house and he, he's your typical, you know. Witch doctor. Exactly yeah. what you think. He <laughs> takes me out to his shed. And nearly shed, he's got this big pot boiling with hot towels in it, you know, with water and hot towels. What, it's already going? Already going. Just in case little routine. (laughs) Just in case the bull dropped around. So he gets me in there and he's putting these hot towels on my leg and my leg's scalding hot. Then he puts uh, then he puts a rhubarb leaf on my leg, right? What this is real witch doctor? Yeah, rhubarb leaf. (laughs) Cotton buds full of penetrine. Remember the penetrine? No. What's Penetrine that? Penetrine was like a deep heat. Like a deep oh, rub yeah. type thing. So he soaked the cotton buds in the penetrine, put them on top of the rhubarb leaf. Then he wrapped it up in glad wrap, right? And said, go home, take this off in the morning. It'll draw out all of the uh, all of the swelling. <laughs> By about three o'clock in the morning, my leg <laughs> was on fire, right? It was burning. I was in agony. I said, Dad, I've got to take this thing off. So I took it off. And the rhubarb leaf, the you know, the veins in the leaf, yeah, yeah, was burnt on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Missed the next four games. <laughs> ah, good one. Burning question time, Richo. Yeah. The time of the podcast where we just answer the hard hitting issues, the the questions that perhaps have never been answered before. What are we answering today? That's well, a pretty simple question, Hummer and Brownie. There's no simple questions in life. No, no this Ooh. is, I think, Thanks, Confucius. I'm asking you, is the world officially stuffed? Is there no trust? Can Ooh. we not uh, just be nice to each other anymore in this world? Everyone's out for themselves. And I'll quickly tell you, my mate David Tocci, who I've mentioned on here before. Top of the square Tocci. Top of the yep. square Tocci. Love Tocci. Beautiful Italian. About yay high. Only small. He's the one whose mummy offended yeah, by Marcella. putting tomato sauce on the lasagna. White right. sort of man. So traditional, I've told you before, traditional Italian family. Marcella's the beautiful cook. And Franco is just a great tinkerer. Like, he just yep. tinkers in his garage. Anyway, he's painstakingly recently re- restored an Italian moped, an original sort of 1950s oh, Italian moped. Spent months doing this thing up, absolutely back into original pristine condition. And he puts it online to sell it. And, of course, a lot of people are interested yeah. in this. The first people that come around, you know, people, middle-aged sort of man looking very respectable... Said, so can I take it for a test drive, the, oh, no. uh, the moped? So he's driven off down the road in uh, Vermont South where the Tochis live. Five hours later, Mr. Tochi's still standing out on the footpath, oh, looking up oh, and down the road. Still waiting, the poor bugger. The bloke never come back. Oh. <laughs> now, he didn't get yeah. his licence. He nah. just trusted him because that's what yep. you do. You trust people. Well, they come from a time when you did trust people. Exactly. So yep. the but world's stuffed. I, think it's, yeah, I'm, I don't normally agree with you. That's awful. Question. That is awful. The world is stuffed. So if you see anyone driving around yeah. a pristine 1950s... Knock them over with your car. Yeah. Well, let or let us know and we'll go and get it. Cool. <laughs> the world's stuffed. It is. 
The Trump and Trumpet Award, where we give a little uh, a little medal that Brandy coined at the start of the year. We give the Trump Award to the worst on the Trumpet Award. Can you explain to me one more time what it is? I'll tell you one more time. It's the Trump Award, okay? But the, we've got a best on and a worst on. Because Donald occasionally can get something right, mostly gets oh. it wrong. Well, I continue like to call wishing, it the Trumpet Award. This, this is, this have is, you just, this have is have Donald you Trump. Have seen an Oreo? Can you believe Brandy, Donald Trump? What are you he's doing? just in an Oreo. Oreo. <laughs> We're on air, mate. Yeah, this sums up Donald Trump, actually, and this is why we penned it. I'll that the, one too. Do you understand Donald Trump's in Japan at the moment? Mm-hmm. And he wished it's just been Memorial Day in the States when they pay honour to their past servicemen, like Anzac Day here. He wished the Japanese a happy Memorial Day. Oh, Jesus Christ. The Japanese military. Come <laughs> he, on. He gets it wrong. Jeez, he gets it wrong. <laughs> Good Oreo's not bad. What's the worst time? We've got Michael Christian on 14 votes. The AFL on 11. Can I have one? Mm. Yeah, they're beautiful. I haven't had an Oreo for years. The Essendon Football Club on 9. The Carlton Football Club on 8. Why is he calling them Oreos? I don't know. What are they called? <laughs> Oreos. Oreos. <laughs> oh, I struggle with a few things. Don't I? Joe Danaher <laughs> on 7. The best on Lockie Neal on 14. Stephen Cornelio on 9. Jeremy Cameron on seven, Patrick Cripps on seven, <coughs> Tim Kelly on five. We've missed Tim Kelly a bit, haven't we? Probably. Mm, yeah, anyway. he should be a bit higher. All right. For best on this week, I gave, uh, and I, I said North Melbourne handled their week pretty well, and I reckon this man, who's their best player, Sean Higgins, 34 disposals in a big game that he needed to. He fronted up to the media on Sunday morning and did a classy job of it. So not just for his football skills, but also the way he answered the questions on Sunday morning. Sean Higgins won vote. I think he's had seven out of his last eight games, 30 disposals or more, Sean Higgins. He's a gun. And a massive pill on him. Like, like huge pill. Good head of hair, though. Mm. Good hair. Uh, Mitch Duncan, in a rare vein of form at the moment, kicked another three goals, had 27 disposals, and really kick-started Geelong when it looked like Gold Coast might have had their measure. And three votes, Jack Gunston for six goals in a low-scoring game, the only player on the ground to have multiple goals, and he kicked six of them, so Jack Gunston. Yeah, good one, Nate. Uh, I love Jack Gunston. I gave one to Basher Hawley. I think he is finally getting some recognition, Basher. I know he was great in a grand final, but he is uh, he is a great link player, and you need those guys off half. I gave Dustin Martin three in that game, though. Did you? He yeah. had thirty-seven disposals, Basher Hooley. Yeah. You know what? what? Ten of those were kickouts. Played well, but still he only had twenty-seven. How does it work? Is that with fair to say? Yeah, no, that... They get the possession for the kick. Even just the kick. Because they didn't used time. to. It was only if you played on. Whereas now there's no play on because he had on every time. I think he had. You know, fifteen to twenty intercept disposals. So anyway, yeah. Basher Hall, Dustin He's was the second best man on the ground. Dustin was very good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Dustin's had before that yeah, game. You didn't get me wrong. No, I just want to say that Dustin before that game had fourteen out of fifteen Brownlow votes against uh, and He might have got three more if, if you're right. I gave two to Jack Dun- Gunston. Exactly what you said, Brownie. He is a class act. Can play anywhere, Jack. But should play forward. If you can kick yeah. six goals in a game, yeah. you play inside the forward fifty. I gave three to another man who kicked six goals. Yeah, he was good. How good was Sam, Sam Reid? Reid. Yeah. Why can't he do it more often? Yeah, yeah he Not was strange, great. Isn't it? So three to Sam Reid. Sam Reid. All right. Worst don his best the other night, wasn't he? Yeah. Worst dong. Worst dong. Now I, I reckon Christo might be out of it this. I don't think he's, he's out of it this week. He didn't start this week, but. 
Gary Ablett, what's going through his brain at the moment? I've given one to Gary Ablett because he's been let off twice and he's just an angry old man yeah. syndrome. I'm just a little jab. He, deserved, he deserved one vote. very angry man. Why is he angry though? I don't know. He doesn't say, he, he loves he's, God. He's playing well. Yeah, isn't he? he's playing very, very well. Uh, I thought the dogs were pathetic on the weekend. They're going really well. Then they put in a, a performance like that against North Melbourne who they should beat across the board. Western Bulldogs, two votes. I'm not sure what's going through Dane Rampey's head at the moment. But, oh, my. And, and I couldn't believe I saw... I gave him three votes for worst on. <laughs> the, the fact that some people gave him votes... He's in been the, good. ...in the uh, in the Player of the Year award. So he, he what's got a wrong one, with his, got a one his vote on AFL Nation. He got absolutely cut up by young Stevenson. I've never seen Dane Rampey get cut yeah. up the way he got cut up. And then gave away the 50-metre penalty to Chris Mayne, which sealed the game. I love it when people lose it. Like... <laughs> I did it myself a fair bit. Ripping fella, Dane Rampy. I love it. He's just lost but his how? shit. Why don't, what's going through his head? Oh, we don't know. Is he, well, a, weird, know. Is he a weird cat? No, I think he's just been pretty level-headed over yeah. his career. Just, just going through. He might have been rubbing some of that. What about full moon? He's got that on his he's glands. Got my, he's got my gland ointment. What is that ointment? I want to get some. Oh, he made his magnificent. Let's not forget he did jump over that chain that time and break his ankle too. Yeah, but that's an easy mistake. Yeah. Strange, strange uh, I gave up. one to Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. Yeah. He he's too hot and cold at the moment. Mm. He doesn't Katie Perry. he doesn't score. Why Katy Perry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She sings that song, Hot and Cold. Oh, yeah. really? yeah. Hot and cold. Oh no! <laughs> why, why would I know a Katy Perry song? That's not why? the name of the song, though. It's not called Hot and Cold. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! Richo, uh, you know Richo's got music lover in his Twitter bio. Oh. But, well, he's a music lover. Yeah, but that's okay. He had a night with Doug Nave. It's taken, it's taken home 11 rounds to give me a little clip. Yeah, that is that, the first yeah. time. I feel bad about I'm glad you well. feel comfortable enough. First to mates with Eddie Vedder. He's a music I am. I am mates with Eddie Vedder. One to McDonald, Tip and Woody. Is it? I've heard it 18 times. <laughs> Must find some consistency. You, mate, if you spent a night with Eddie Vedder, you'd tell everyone about it. Um, number two, uh, two votes, Mitch McGovern. I don't know what... Uh, it was going through his mind as a key forward on uh, Marvel Stadium Sunday afternoon. As a key mm. forward, Brownie, when the ball's in fast play and you're one out inside 50, what do you want to happen? Just love it. Get it in quick. Do you want it to stay in fast play and yeah. get it into me? He was one-on-one. Jack Silvani took a mark in the last quarter. Carlton were in fast play. They had to kick goals to win the game. Silvani turned around. McGovern was one-on-one and he was motioning to Silvani to yeah. slow the play mm. down. Mm. I c- that is extraordinary. Because every week before the game, Matthew would stand up in a meeting and go, all I want is to get it in If I've got my opponent there, just get it to me and I'll do the rest. Tony, if, if you're one-on-one as a forward, just kick it somewhere yeah. near us, all right? Okay. Because defenders are petrified in that situation. Mitch McGovern didn't have his best day. Now, I gave three to Gary Ablett because he, he... I don't like doing it. He's a champion, but he, he didn't learn from his um, no. couple of lucky escapes. All right, we're going to have a very quick look at the games for this weekend. Probably not the strongest round of footy, if we're being honest. I feel those that have to cover it and, you know, polish a turd, so to speak. But North Richmond, let's have a look at. North Melbourne, $3, absolutely friendless in the market. About 80% of the cash has come on the Tigers into $1.36. We're expecting it. North were all right last week. Are we expecting anything different this week? I'm expecting that it'll be closer than people think. Yep, well, me too. I think there's even a chance North could win. I think Richmond with Cochin 
back will get the job done, but I think it will be close. It's amazing the amount of times you change coach and something happens. Isn't it? it yeah. I, was, I was saying this last week, every time I had that first, I'd love to know what the stats are. Because the first week after a coach's been sacked, if they win. He'll free their mind up in some way. I yeah. don't know what it is, something within their game plan, but it'll be close. Three bucks and a dollar thirty-six. so I'm going to take Richmond 1-39. And then the only other game worth looking at, to be honest, is Brisbane versus Hawthorne, the Hodge and Fagan. What about Essen and Carlton? Oh, we can look at that one after All as right. well. But let's look at Brisbane-Hawthorne first. Brisbane win at home. Yeah. I've learnt my lesson. I've tipped Correct. against them. I reckon I've tipped against them yep. twice yep. at the gap. Don't do it. I'm not Just doing do it not again. tip against the Lions. They're $1.67 if you want a little bit extra value there. Six and a half points at the Lions. So I think they'll beat When was the last Hawthorne. time the Hawks beat the Lions as well? Yeah, it's been a long time. Not since how, Hodge and Fagan have been there. How good is Harris Andrews? I'm finally oh. starting to realise how good he is. Yeah. I think I was a bit slow on the uptake with him. Yeah, I think Brisbane at home. Essendon Carlton on a Sunday at the G. Wouldn't that be nice? It's rugged up in the outer for this one. Dollar forty-seven on the Bombers. Two fifty-seven on the Blues. Uh, danger game for the Bombers. A lot of injuries. Massive Take out Devin man. Smith, who's not playing. Dylan Stringer. Shield, Stringer, Joe where Danaher. They, where do they get their goals from? Yeah, maybe a, it is Tip and Woody. Maybe it has to be McKernan. Maybe he, he, he's probably been one of their better forwards too, McKernan. But I'd give the Blues a big chance here. Yeah, so do I. I think the week they've had, obviously, with the, the speculation again with Brad Scott leaving, it's it's caught them out, and and the Daisy Thomas stuff. They made a strong stand on him. I really, I'm. I've only I'm, won four out of forty odd games, Carlton. I think I, three of them have been against Essendon. I, th- I think the Blues can win. The Blues. Yeah. I, I just don't see where the Bombers are going to get their goals from. Well, fifteen and a half at the line. Well, Brown, I tell you what, Brown. If you put North Melbourne, Brisbane, and Carlton in a multi, twelve dollars eighty-seven. It's not bad. It's a little, little cheeky twenty on that. You're laughing for your, your beer money for the weekend. Well, round eleven used to be the halfway mark. We now have twenty-three rounds, so I guess it still is the halfway mark, but. The question on everyone's lips, and pretty much every every public footy publication in Melbourne or even the country will do this, but we're going to have a crack at our own, the mid-year All-Australian. Now, we're going to do it this way. Brownie, you're going to do your back line. Richo, your back line, forward line, forward line. Yeah. Okay. You get the picture. Here's the full back line. Tom Stewart from Geelong, Blixar's Geelong, and then Darcy Moore in the other back pocket. Okay. I didn't have any of those. I, <laughs> I had uh, James Sicily. I had Alex Keith, who's been outstanding, yeah. and I had Dylan Grimes, who goes under the radar too much. Yeah, mm. all right. We'll Ooh, see what comes there. Uh, line, Shannon Hearn, Mitch McGovern, Lockie Whitfield. Okay, I went uh, Shannon Hurd, Mitch McGovern, and I had Tom Stewart, who you had in the back pocket. I had him on the half-back flank. So we no, had three... no Darcy Moore in your back line? Well, you probably missed out for uh, Grimes. Ooh. But Rant, don't forget Rance went out and Grimes has held that back line together. Mm. He has been good, Grimes. Yep. I wouldn't surprise me if he's in there, but I left him out. Centre line. Yep. Tim Kelly, Patrick Cripps, Adam Trelaw. Uh, my centre line is Lockie Whitfield, who you had on the half-back line. Lockie Neal. And yep. I had Ricky Henderson. Hey. Ricky Bobby. Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Bobby. How good is he Oh, going? my. Magnificent. All right. Half-forward line, Ablett, Jeremy Cameron, Stephen Canelio. Okay, I had Marcus Spontanpelli, Jeremy Cameron, Gary Ablett. Full forward line of Michael Walters, Tom Hawkins, Tim Taranto. Yeah, my heart. What are you on to? Full Full forward 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 line. Comes out the half forward line. (laughs) Well, I thought you said half forward. (laughs) Jeez. Sometimes I want to give bop you... Him. Just bop him. Just bop him. He'll destroy him. I've known Nathan a long time now, and sometimes he, <laughs> he gets me on the edge, uh, Hummer. Just do it. 
Uh, Jordan Degoe, <laughs> Jordan Degoe, Tom Hawkins, uh, Charlie Cameron. No Degoe in your team. No Degoe in my mm. team. Missed a few games, Degoe. Uh, ruck division, Grundy, Lockie Neal, Pendlebury. Yeah, my rucks are Grundy, Patrick Cripps, Tim Kelly. And in exchange, Travis Boak, Marcus Bontempelli, Nat Fife, Ricky Henderson. Ooh. Uh, my bench is DeBoer. Who deserves yep, it? Yeah, been good. The, the jobs he's done. Travis Boke, Nat Fife, and I had Shane Edwards in there. We've got a fair amount the same, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Rich, Rich had a little bit so of you Richmond had... bias. That's <laughs> <Isn't> he? Heck! <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Grimes and Shane Edwards. Shane Edwards is What do you mean? Richmond have won seven games, yeah, and I've got two Richmond players Darcy Moore is, is, is putting on one Shane of the Shane Edwards won't make the defense. Australian side, Matthew. No, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> Dylan Grimes might. I'll tell you who might, mate. <laughs> Who from my team isn't going to make it? And there's probably some, but you know. I don't think Tim Taranto will make it at this point. Been very, very good, Tim Taranto. Yes, isn't he fine? You've got a GWS bias in yours. Hey, Hummer, you're starting to get on my (laughs) (laughs) list. Well, it's starting to heat up in here, the studio, and this just might not make it any better because it is the time we ask Richo all the questions. Do you have questions for Richo? Um, yes, I do. Okay. Can you do, most, do some do preparation? You didn't have any this morning when I asked him. Okay, I'm going to throw the first one at you. Have you ever put through the incorrect item at a self-service checkout at the supermarket? No. Hmm. Why? Yeah. Keep what, you've never actually put, you know, if you get the expensive apples, you just put them in as the Granny Smiths? No, I don't, don't do that. You, no idiot. No one should ever pay <laughs> pink lady prices for you pink You know ladies. why, mate? Because what I said before Karma. in the burning question... It's ah. the world's stuffed, and the world's stuffed because people have the attitude well, you guys have. They don't sell Vespers at supermarkets, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever work at another AFL club, not Richmond? Uh, no. Mm. Are you romantic? I have my moments, yeah, sometimes. Would you? Did you ever cry at the greatest showman? The greatest showman? Mm. I just heard a little birdie told me that perhaps you cried at the greatest showman with Hugh Jackman. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> I've seen the movie. Are you Good talking work. about the movie or the yeah, the movie or the stage show? No, the movie. Uh, nah, not oh. true. Uh, if you were the boss of the AFL, what's the one thing you'd change? The bo- I would uh, not play games in China. Ooh, what's the point? Seriously, they're not going to take up the game full time. Would you take on a full time role at the at a new Tasmanian football side? No. Who is the best? I'd kick- help out though. Who is the best kick you played with? Kane Johnson. <laughs> That's Robbie. <laughs> no, you were Nathan. Actually, no, actually, Leon Cameron, Leon Cameron was might have been better than you. You were good though. Very. Who good. has the bigger ego, Brian, Wayne Carey, or Dars? Uh, probably, probably Bristol. I think. Yeah. Well, who do you most yeah, like? Good way. I know you don't like you. I, I, I can't ask you who do you hate the most, or who are you least like to work with, because you won't answer it. Who do you? Who do you like to work when you get your roster and you see who you're working alongside with? Who are you most happy about? Uh, no, I like everyone I work with. Yeah. If you found a hundred thousand dollars in a briefcase, would you turn it in? Oh, good. That's an interesting question, isn't it? Because um, where did I find it? Are you going to tell me where I found it? Um, anyway, laneway, in a laneway. No, a riverbank. I'd... Just anywhere. <laughs> if there were no CCTV cameras around, I'd. Oh. Seriously considered. So it. he'll keep the hundred grand in the suitcase, but he won't put some some pink ladies through a crazy <laughs> prices. I got one more. No, I'd hand it in. Standing thirty centimeters shorter and thirty kilos lighter, did you regularly get beaten in a wrestle by Jake King? Uh, not regularly, but I did oh. once. Once, and you know that's true. More than once. <laughs> once. 
Oh, well, the end of the show probably couldn't come quick enough. It is a cauldron in here. Brownie's going Richo, Richo's going me. They might have to separate us. It might be the last time you hear it, but before we go off the air, our favourite segment... Showing a side of Brownie, Richo, that I just did not know existed. What, that he's... This, a... this creative writing side. No, I knew it existed. How? Well, didn't don't you remember back in the late 90s, uh, a photographer from the Herald Sun, <laughs> oh, Michael no, Dodge... You haven't gone here, have you? He took a photo of Brownie, <laughs> and just picture this, a bathtub, right? Nathan, in the bathtub, in the water, with a pair of ripped uh, <laughs> Levi 501s on, a flannelette shirt, and a Nirvana T-shirt. Oh, you won't even know who Nirvana is. The long blonde hair, <laughs> bottle of Jack Daniels... <laughs> And a notepad. And it was basically saying he was a footballer's uh, poet. <laughs> Jeez, the club loved that one. They would have been stoked. They so were stoked. I knew he was, fully clothed. I knew he bar. was a poet. Dodgy gets everybody. But I thought with the week that it's been, Brad Scott quitting, I went through the movie archives and I chose the movie where somebody has quit their yep. job. Ooh, and I chose Fight Ooh. Club. Have a look at this scene with Edward Norton. Are you threatening me? No. Get the fuck out of here. You're fired. I have a better solution. You keep me on the payroll as an outside consultant. And in exchange for my salary, my job will be never to tell people these things that I know. I don't even have to come into the office. I can do this job from home. Who who the fuck do you think you are, you crazy little shit? Security? I am Jack's smirking revenge. Good movie, Fight Club. Whoa, great great movie, Fight Club. All right, so I'm going to be Brad Scott. This I've got a, a speaking role one. for you because yeah. oh. I know how... Uh, I've seen the Amy ad, so I know you, you like to act as well. So <laughs> we need to talk. Okay, well, where to begin? We've had a two-win, seven-loss season, uh, Brad. We've got an ageing list, and uh, you're up for review at the end of the year. Yeah, hey, I can't say I'm surprised. What? Well... Let's pretend you're the coach of North Melbourne and someone informs you that you're going to draft Aaron Hall, Jared Polak and Jasper Pittard. <laughs> that we're getting an ageing list and we're going to back in that ageing list, but our only ageing player that's any good in Jared Waite, we're going to piss him off. So we're not even going to have our best ageing player. And then added to that, you're going to tell us we've got a road trip to Perth in round one. What then? Are you threatening me? No. You're fired. What? You're no, fired. I've got a better idea. How about I quit so I've got enough time to position myself at a new club with a younger list, Ooh. get the hell out of here, get a payout of my $800,000 a year, and watch my brother win a premiership. That's what I'm going to do. You want to talk about shin bonus spirit? I'll break your shin bonus spirit, David King. <laughs> join in the chorus. I'll give you join in the chorus. How about you stick this up your chorus? <laughs> Oh, Brownie, I'll tell you what, we got there in the end, eh? Still looking for a sponsor. The, the sponsorships have dried up a little bit. We've still got Hugo Wines. We're still Why getting we through get Hugo's. Oreos. Oreo, yeah. Sponsor. Well, I don't know if they... But if you are a sponsor, and maybe get onto us on Twitter or Instagram. and Because we are looking at it. Hugo Wines have been fantastic. We need a sponsor, but as always, please like, review, comment, do whatever. Tell your friends. But most what importantly, those, what were those sneakers he had last week? Oh, what were they? They, geez, made the airwaves. Those did. Maybe they could sponsor. I don't them. want them. <laughs> they were. Gamble responsibly. Right,